Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. TV Radio, Central Texas. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Live 365 and this station. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code Siron2020. Receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. What's good, radio family? The Thomas Voice Radio Network has an all-star lineup just for you. Just pick your flavor. Starting with on Sundays, the Thomas Voice Reloaded at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Cell Life with Michael Ceballos. At 4.30 p.m. Monday, The Grub at 12 noon. Darcy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Labrine at 6 p.m. Friday's Real Talk with Pastor Byron Sago at 4 p.m. Saturdays is our triple hitter, and it starts off with Saturdays for Best with Sister Lorraine Brown, followed by Brother Now Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. and Lota Bar Nation with Sandra Grace at 7 p.m. The Thomas Voice presents by appointment only. Coming soon, TPV Radio's open mic open to all pastors, preachers, and artists, and we're going to get it in to be announced. You can also catch us on Live 365, 24-7. Just search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. Walk with us, family. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. 
Vicar face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Patterson, the reality, the reality coach, coach, right now on TPV Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity once again 
to be able to give clarity on some of your word, give us all insight as to what you would have us do with our lives, Father. We ask that you do not let any of us say anything that is not pleasing nor glorifying you come out of our mouth. Any guests on the show, let them give words of encouragement, wisdom, and knowledge and harmony. It is in the mighty name of your son, Jesus, that I do pray. Amen. Okay, guys and girls, you know, I have been saying guys so much lately, but y'all work with me, work with me. But anyway, I was, I was at the airport and I was just looking at how people were so busy, worried about everyone else that they couldn't even take care of themselves. And I was like, God, this is crazy. This is crazy. There has to be something that can be said or done um, about this because we're all always so, so busy, worried about everyone else's business, but we forget that we're so busy looking out, we never look in. And I'm guilty of this too. And I'm working on looking at my inner self versus looking at your outer self. And what God gave me was that old song a long time ago, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep around mine. So I cut it short and said, sweep around your door before you sweep others' doors. Meaning, take care of your business before you get in someone else's business. I believe in Matthew it says, judge not, lest ye be judged. But that's okay. It's okay to 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 give people advice. It's okay to give people an opinion. But when you go into the judgment phase, make sure you don't have that same stone or that same mirror looking back at you. Because if you go on down to verse, I think it's seven, where it says five, where it says, yes, it is the Williams brother, where it says, get the plank out of your own eye before you try to get it out of someone else's eye. That's what that's talking about. And the reason why this subject is so dear to me it's because, y'all, now, let me tell you, if you see me looking down a lot or rubbing on myself, it's because there are lizards everywhere out here. I mean, everywhere. Baby, mama, the whole, matter of fact, they have a family reunion out here. They have a whole family reunion going on. And so do the bugs, the, 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 the fly, I don't know what they call the sand flies. They all out today. Now, they wasn't out yesterday, but now that I'm sitting out here trying to play like I'm being somewhat normal, so if I'm scratching and itching, y'all know I'm nervous. Oh, yeah, they are iguanas, lizards, iguanas. They got four legs with about three toes on each leg, and they crawl around with a tail. So they lizards, they all in the same family, you know. They look alike to me. I don't know, iguana, lizards, they crawling on the ground, and it's a whole bunch of them. Thank you, though, Holly. Thank you. But needless to say, let's try to get, let me try to stay focused. And I'm going to be drinking plenty of liquid because, like I said, it's hot out here and I'm trying to stay somewhat cool. So, needless to say, I am so tired of all of these issues that we're having out here with other people's business. And especially, especially the white, black, or the black, white issues. Let me tell you, people, first of all, dear white people, when you kill a black person, it does hurt 
the community. It hurts the whole United States. It hurts. Yes, it does. Now, dear black people, when you kill one another, you hurt your own community. So, saying that to say this, until we come together and realize killing is killing, it doesn't matter who does it, at the hands, and I know, I know officers are supposed to be <coughs> held to a higher standard of law. This is true, and they should be. However, when you're sitting there, and you don't know what's going on in the mindset of these people nowadays with all of this stuff going on, there's no telling what's going to happen. But I'm still saying that does not make them right by no means. And, yes, they are to be held to a higher standard. But it should not be the fact that it is a white killing a black or black killing a black. Uh, killing is killing. Killing is killing. And it just it just bothers me that we have all these big-time activists who run around always looking for the next big story when it comes to a white black shooting, but they never, ever looking around to go and find a black and black shooting. You know why? They will never get to sleep because we are killing each other left and right. And I'm not excusing the police officers by no means, and it is wrong. It's very, very, very wrong. But I just want people to understand, killing is killing, no matter who does it. Now, it does matter uh, more so when an officer does it because they're wrong. And they should be held to a high standard. But that still does not excuse what you do in your own community. So let me tell you how we could fix all of this. First of all, dear white people, okay, well, we've lost connection. Here we go. <laughs> now, phone's been working great all week. But now that right when I was getting ready to say this, the phone goes out. But that's okay. We're going to try to reconnect here and, okay, reconnect, reconnect, reconnect. Okay, let's see what's going on. Okay, there we are. We're back. All right, you guys, we lost connection for a quick second. And all week my phone has been working fine, but I don't know what just happened then, but praise God, we're back. So let me say this. What I was saying is, let me see. Well, let me see if some people can jump back on. Uh, I guess we'll have to just put a note back, uh, saying that back out there that we got to get back on. I don't know what happened, but it happens every time when God is trying to move, something goes on. So I must be doing something that God would have me to do, and Satan is upset, but I'm going to keep it pushing and keep it moving. So let me say this. I'll go ahead and give it a brief second to see if people can get back on. Uh Chris, I do know that uh, you have a song. Well, I don't really want to play it right now because I want people to understand what I'm trying to say. But needless to say, um, let me go back to what I was saying. Okay, dear white people, here's how you can fix it for yourself. Go in your community and tell your fellow brothers, sisters, people who are hateful, Please don't, please stop killing. And if we catch you getting ready to kill and shoot somebody, we're going to take you out in the field and we're going to beat you down. And yes, I did say beat you down. We're going to beat you down with the word. We're going to beat you down with a switch. We're going to beat you down with something. 
Because we can't keep just letting you do this. You just can't, you, you, we can't just keep letting you do this. Dear black people, now you know what you need to do. And we have all gotten so far away from it. You know when somebody did something in our community, it took everybody. If if sister, if if Miss Williams got you down the street and she called your mama on the phone, your mama was gonna be, get you. And then when you tried to explain that you wasn't doing, you didn't do what Miss Williams said. You got double. And then when you got that whipping, then your daddy came home. If he was around, he whipped you. And then if your auntie came over, she whipped you. You got about eight whoopings for doing one thing wrong. Yes, that's what happens. So let me tell you how we're going to do this. Dear black people, we've got to start doing what we used to do with our children. We're not doing that anymore. We're sitting back, letting them just run rampant. Just run wild. So if we will clean up our own communities and start binding together and sticking together, each community, sweep your front door. Then you can go out and sweep the other door. Then you can go. You can't tell white people and white cops not to shoot your people. When every time they come out, every time they go to a call, is somebody black shooting somebody black most of the time. So what makes you think they ain't going to feel it's all right? If you start not shooting your own people and they see you sticking together, guess what? They're going to say like the Civil Rights Movement did when Martin Luther King was out here doing his movement. You didn't find one, okay, now when they did a march, you couldn't find one brother over here with saggy pants and a bunch of gold teeth talking ignorant, loud, and out of place. You didn't see that. You saw a unified body of people. The women carried themselves appropriately. She didn't have on no house of top and no days to do. She did not go looking any kind of way. She had to represent properly. And then you didn't, they didn't have everybody speaking at one time. They had a thing that was intelligent. They did things decent, indecent, decent, and in order. That's what they did. Now, you can't get one voice to speak consent. And Dr. King didn't get out here and talk about, oh, we're going to go out here and we tired of you killing our people and we tired of you this and we tired of you that. No, he spoke with dignity, grace, and elegance and under the anointing. So let me tell you, people, we don't need no unanointed person representing us. We don't. Because guess what they're going to do? They're going to do what we've been hearing all the time. We tired of you killing the black people. That ain't right. This ain't right. We tired of this hate. We tired of that. No, we need someone to understand until we come together and teach us, no, you're not going to carry yourself like that. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to respect the law. You're going to respect yourself. And, yes, we do try to respect the law, but y'all know it's a lot of us disrespecting the law, too. And it's not just us. See, I'm not talking about any other community. I'm talking to us right now. I'm talking to people that got this color on them. Y'all know we're out of order. We're out of order. Our children are gone wild. They just don't listen anymore. I sit back and watch them. I'm in the airport, and I'm looking around at all these children. Now, I'm used to seeing children of another color acting like that. But when they start acting like that, and let me tell you, my grandson, he's biracial. 
Let me tell you, this little boy here, he just falls out and throws a fit in the floor at the airport. Now, y'all, let me tell you, I forgot I was in the airport. I didn't have no belt, but guess what I had? I had that brown purse and had that long strap, and before I knew it, I was I was in the floor whipping him. You don't lost your mind. I did not care who was looking because, no, there was nothing wrong with you. We did everything we could to appease you. We trying to appease you and you too. And then you're not potty training. You're going to try to run something. You done lost your mind. No, he didn't lose his mind. We did because we was letting him do it. And before I do I did lose my mind. I got down in that floor and I started whipping him with the strap of that purse. That's what our mamas used to do. And guess what, y'all? So get, I had to get with him. I had to get a little rougher. So I had to take him on to the bathroom. Like, you know, we can't do certain things in public now because people think you're crazy. So I took him to the bathroom. And I'm telling you, when I say I wore that little tail out, I wore that tail out because that was no sense in that. And then he had the nerve to throw. He threw something at me. And then he told his mama no and slapped at her. Oh, honey. I I had to show how we used to do it. She's pleading with him. Oh, what's the mat- uh, belt beat down? whatever you want to call it, we finna go to this bathroom. And I'm telling you, when I came back, she couldn't believe it was the same child. Because the Bible says, spare the rod for the child. I refuse to let someone someone walk around in a pamper, run me, and then have a nerd to want me to carry him. I think not. I think not. So, needless to say, this is what we have to get back to because our children... It's just going from one generation to the next. One generation to the next. This out of order. But you know why we can't worry about our children anymore? Because we over here looking over in uh, Wilma's window. Seeing what Wilma got going on in her house. Seeing what kind of car Wilma the women bought. Trying to see what new furniture Wilma got. We got this Jones mentality working real good and strong right now. And y'all, look. I can't now, let me tell you what's going on here in Miami. Everybody drives, uh, well, I'm in South Beach, where the celebrities are. I, I, where they, well, let me rephrase that. I'm not where the celebrities are. I'm on the other side, but I can look across the water and see how they live. And everybody here is driving. I done seen, I've seen cars that I can't even name. Bentley, Mercedes, uh, Lamborghinis, Ferraris. I've seen them all since I've been here. But guess what? what? If I live in Miami, do you, do you think I'm going to try to go get me one? My budget says infinity. That's what my budget says. And pay for infinity. It don't say go out and get a Ferrari because my neighbor has one. It does not say get one of these condos that's on the beachfront or try to go over there and get one of the million-dollar houses. My budget doesn't say that. So I have to stay in my lane. And if I'm so busy looking out my front door instead of looking at what's going on in my own bank account, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to be sitting on the outside of my door. And that's what's happening now. We're too busy looking on the outside versus looking on the inside. Check your bank account. Don't look at somebody else's checking out what they got. You need to check your bank account and don't check out what they got because guess what? Their bank account may say that, 
or they may even be just putting on the image. That could be a rent car. I don't know who. I don't. Do I care? All I know is that I can't afford it. And let me tell you what I'm going to do. If I really want to ride in one, I'm gonna see if I can't say, "Hey, can you at least let me ride?" I ain't got to be your friend. I just want to ride. I ain't never been in one. I'm going to act like I haven't been in one. I'm not going to try to pretend like I have been because guess what? The inside of my house does not say that I can afford a Lamborghini, a Bentley, or a Ferrari on the outside. Now, another thing that we do a lot, we judge the poor actor, the poor Black Panther actor, actor. I, I don't, forgive me for not knowing his name, but I know people were saying that the man uh, must have been doing crack because he lost so much weight. Say what? Now, now, y'all, who told you that? Who told you that? Why, why did anybody even put that out there? And you in somebody else's business, you don't even know the business. And comes to find out the man had cancer. He died from cancer. But everybody, there was somebody put it out there that he had a crack addiction. Sweep your own front door before you try to sweep someone, someone, some other door. And we don't just get one door. We go and, and we don't just do one door. Y'all know how we do it. We can get one little old bit of information and guess what we do? We run with it. And it don't even be right. That's why I tell people my life is an open book. What it is. Because I can't afford to let nobody else tell my story because guess what? They're not going to tell it right. Either they're going to add something or they're going to take something away from it. And I want you to have nothing but the truth, the whole truth. So help me and my God. Let me get my my um, Holly on here. I, y'all know I go on the rampage, but this is what we're talking about, sweeping around your own front door, which means don't be out here in somebody else's business. Look inside your house before you go to somebody else's house. Holly, are you there? I am here. Good afternoon, Dorothy. How are you? Honey, I'm about to fry out here, and I'm feeling like I'm in an open sauna. But it's a beautiful thing. At least I'm I'm here. How are you, honey? You sure... You sure do look good doing it. I tell you, it makes me almost jealous. But when you say it's that hot, and I know it's 77 degrees here in Dallas, I, I am not jealous right now. I have been Honey, let me you. tell you. Whew. Let me tell you, I'm I so know. red. Look. Oh, my goodness. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, you picked a great topic tonight because... Uh, I'm a grandmother too. I have a grandson as well. He's quite a bit older than your grandson, but I still believe in that corporal punishment as well. Um, Mm -hmm. The Bible knows what it's talking about when it says spare the rod and spoil the child. And I watched Steve Harvey talk about this today. He said that you, um, you must be, you must be rough on these children. You must be because an undisciplined child will become an undisciplined adult, and we have to do everything we can to instill discipline in them while they are young so that it is habit when they are adult. So I think you did the exactly. right thing. And, um, yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's your business. Whether, whether I, even if I didn't think you did the right thing, 
not my business, but I do believe you did the right thing. So congratulations on that because a lot of people would be worried about what other people thought. So good for you. And your grandson will thank you for it later. You know, and 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 uh, thank you, Chris. His name was Chadwick Bo- Bozeman, the the Panther, the Black Panther guy that was uh, that just lost his life, lost his battle to cancer. Uh, so you're right, my grandson. If he doesn't thank me for it later, I'm gonna I'm gonna remind him that I thank him for straightening out because I did not spare the rod. And 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 yes, he's spoiled. He is, but I mean, come on now, Holly. We know that we love to spoil our children, but at some point, you got to pull the pull the trigger for the say. You have to. That's right. And 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 this is the problem with the communities now. Everybody and, and I'm really talking about this as a whole, uh as as, as in cultures. Every culture is so big to point the thing, well let me just rephrase that. Let me just go and tell the truth. The two cultures that I'm concerned with right now that are constantly at battle is whites and blacks. Whites want to blame blacks, blacks want to blame whites, but ain't nobody blaming one another. When a what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do here? I don't think he would actually try to sift us out and call us out by race. I think he would call us by name, and he would call us his people, his people. I do understand where you're going with it, though. Yes, yeah, and and you know what, and and see, here's the thing. A lot of times, I don't think Jesus is in a lot of this stuff that's going on. I really don't. I think he's allowing it to happen, but it's like he said. He 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 said that he will give Satan free reign to do as he pleases. Now, I'm not saying that he won't monitor and watch what's going on, but he's not he he's not a part of it. Sin it's not is his running will. This world right now. That that's human will. That's that's the people's will. It's not God's will. If we if we acted on God's will, all of us would be doing a little different. Every one of us is is falling short at sometimes, but especially these people that are murdering. You know, we were given commandments in the Old Testament. One of them was Thou shalt not kill. And uh, and Jesus took over in the New Testament, and he he said, Love your neighbor. And so we should all just not worry about the race issue of it, although it is very hurtful, you know, to see so much um, being said about uh, white officers killing black. I I hate it. You know, I I do hate it. I think it just all needs to stop. And the officers, you're absolutely right, should be held to a higher standard because they have – committed and taken an oath to protect and serve they have it's just absolutely unfathomable that, that they're putting a hood on somebody and suffocating them to death it just I, I when i heard that today i fell down and cried it's so wrong it's just so wrong every which way and 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 here's the thing holly there's so many of us in these in, in 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 the in the black community in the white community who are just sick and tired of being sick and tired of this what can we do to fix this i i i mean we can't fix it alone but i know that if we will just start that that's why i i i i in spite of what i see going on I'm quick to speak to someone who doesn't look like me. I'm still ready to smile. And I'm telling you, it, it's like Satan is just trying to find a way to, to make sure that that, 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 that 
that that bondless that bondless bridge stays built. And what I mean by that, these masks. You can't even see someone smiling at you anymore. But now they've got mm-hmm. these masks now where you can see clear through them, where you can still see the smile. And I encourage everyone to get one. I'm getting me one right. because I want people to see I'm still smiling. I'm smiling in spite of it all. I'm going to smile. Well, and tell me this. Ahead. I, I uh, saw something on news today that disturbed me. And I am not disturbed by someone standing up for Black Lives Matter because Black Lives do matter, of course. But when someone is representing Black Lives Matter and they're out screaming to the top of their lungs, if we don't get justice, you don't get peace. I think that's just the complete wrong message to send because I don't think you can I don't think you can fight fire with fire. You just can't fight fire with fire. You've got to fight fire with love, with water. You gotta fight it with water and you gotta fight it with love. And so the screaming, if we don't get justice, you don't get peace, I think is just going to anger other people to a higher degree, and it's not going to stop. What do you think? Well, well, I think, Holly, I didn't see that, but it goes back to what I was saying. When it came down to the civil rights movement, they spoke with dignity and class. They wasn't, right. they wasn't running around. I mean, and if they did get rowdy, Someone was there to monitor and, and, and bring it down when it was time to bring it down. Yeah, you may say no justice, no peace, but guess what? You're not going to win. Have you won yet? It has been going on since Rodney King. Come on, my people. We got Black Lives Matter president. I wish you would call me because I could tell you a few things that might help you. Black Lives Matter, yeah, they do matter, but to who? Like I said before. Black Lives Matter, as long as you can say a white cop is killing a black cop, I mean a white guy, a a white cop is killing a black person, but guess what? When my son was murdered by a black-on-black crime, I called y'all. Y'all didn't even answer me. You act like what was the matter with me for calling. Murder is murder. And yes, cops should be held to a higher standard, absolutely. But at the end of the day, murder is murder. So if my son's life didn't matter, why does anybody else's life matter more? That's all I'm just trying to say. All lives should matter when it comes to death. Absolutely. But here's what I'm saying. Back to what you said. I go. I get angry every time I think about this here little thing. Black Lives Matter. It just. It just makes me just want to just. Ugh. Anyway, when they say no justice, no peace, what justice have we got? We've been saying this. We've been since Rodney King. What justice have we gotten? We're not getting anywhere because guess what? We want to stand out on the streets and scream, but we don't want to put people in the office that can change laws. We don't want to get out and vote and do what we need to do. We want to sit and scream in the street, no justice, no peace, no vote, no voice, no choice. How about that? No vote, no voice, no choice. How about that? A lot of people... I think we've been saying that for a long time, but a lot of people absolutely think that if they don't vote, they still have the right to complain. It's gonna, it's happening anyway. Lot, so I, I, a I lot agree. of people don't would. vote, couldn't complain. I said I agree. If you don't vote, with your phone. If you don't vote, you should not. If you don't, if you don't vote, you should not complain. But there's a whole lot of people that don't want to vote. And believe it or not, so many people I know don't want to vote because they don't want to be called for jury duty. They give up a valuable vote because they don't want to be called 
for jury duty and taken away from their job. I feel sad about that. I understand it, but I feel sad about it. But I think over any other time in America, this is the year that people need to get out and vote and let their voices be heard. Don't worry about the jury duty. You know, don't worry about it. But um, I think everyone needs to get out and vote and let their voice be heard now more than ever. And and I agree you, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. But at the end of the day, let me tell you, people, what really, really, really counts with voting. I've worked the elections for about thirty plus years now. Well, no, I'm not. Oh yeah, I'm that. I'm that old. Oh yeah, thirty plus years. <laughs> um, <laughs> and let me tell you, what people don't understand is your municipality elections are so important. Where you put the representatives in office, where you put the mayors, where you put the governors, where you put your senators, they're so very important. Because guess what? They do. They can get to the president before you can. They can make the president do something that you can't. But the way you get to make the president do something is getting out in your local elections. A lot of people want to vote on the presidential election. Yes, that's wonderful. Yes, you should. But the president runs the country. Your municipalities, they run where you live. That is where your biggest voice is going to come at because at the end of the day, the president can only do so much when you got senators, you got the Congress, you got legislators, you got representatives, you got uh, got, uh, uh, judges, you got a whole bunch of people that can get to him. So y'all make sure that, yes, focus on the presidential election. It's very important because we do want someone to run the country that's going to run it fairly and honestly. We do want that. But also make sure that you put the right people down on the lower level so you can get to the higher level. And, see, that's what we do. We as a people, we're so busy looking on the outside versus looking inside. We want to jump way. We want to try to run. I, I can't run nothing here in Miami. All I can do is thank God right now that this wind is blowing and it's cooled off and this humidity is not blowing. And I had to pray about that. But I'm just saying I cannot run. Nothing in Miami because guess what? I don't live in Miami. I can't really run nothing in Mississippi, but I can run down there and go vote and put somebody in office that I think is going to do what needs to be done for me to get a voice. So I can have a choice. That's what we need to understand. And guess what? It doesn't matter. If Trump is to win the presidential election again, if you did what you were supposed to do in your municipality in on the lower level, guess what? It don't matter what he tries to do. You got people in office that will stand up against him. You started on the lower level, and that's the problem. We want to jump up and try to tell the president what to do, and we ain't even got a voice. He can't hear you. You can't even get a letter to him. But guess who can? Your senator can and if you're a senator, you can't get to the senator. Guess what you can do? You can get to your congressman. If you can't get to your congressman, you can get to your mayor. If you can't get to your mayor, you can get to a representative. Follow protocol. That's how you get things changed. So keep in mind, people, it doesn't matter who is in the White House. If you're doing what you're supposed to do in your house, 
which is your front door, your own backyard, sweep around your own door. That means if you live in Texas and you want to make sure that you have a voice that can get to the president, make sure you vote for the right senator. Make sure you, the right senator. Make sure you vote for the right congressman. Make sure you vote there. And then you can get to the president. Now, you know what, Dorothy? Do like that? Does that make good sense? Yes, it does. And I'll tell you what, I wrote a president a letter one time, and I got a letter back. I wrote uh, in 1993, I wrote Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton, a letter, and he wrote me back. Uh, some of you know I, I've worked for the post office for about 33 years, and I had a problem in the post office, and I wrote him a letter. And he wrote me back. So never underestimate that your letter doesn't get there. Mine did. So yours just okay. might as well. I don't mean to cut you off, honey, but let me tell you about this one. Now, I have worked for several celebrities, several. And let me tell you, they have what they call a PR person, public relations person. Now, a lot of times, People think that they're getting something from that celebrity. No, 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 no. You're getting it from the PR person. And I'm not saying that Bill Clinton didn't write you back. I'm not saying that. But trust me, when I tell you, it may have came from his office, but if you didn't see him sign his name on it and you didn't see him hand deliver that letter to be mailed, that's all I got to say. I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm telling you how I know what I've seen work with celebrities. And that's what they do. I'm, they have PR. I'm certain the PR person wrote it. Um, but I also am certain that the letter was at least discussed. It was mentioned to him. Um, yes, the PR person wrote it. He did sign the letter, though. But I'm certain it was written by his PR person. But what I meant to say, you know, the point I'm getting across is don't underestimate the power of your voice. You can not only well, vote. It doesn't, hurt. it doesn't hurt you. It costs 50 cents to mail that letter. If you if you feel like you want to write a president, try it because you just might get a letter back. And 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 I, and all I'm saying is that you're absolutely correct. All I'm saying is that people vote where vote where your voice can be heard faster. That's all I'm saying. Don't don't. She's saying the right thing too. Don't be afraid to send your letter to the president. Don't ever be afraid to get out and vote. But I'm saying we focus so much on the presidential election. We as people in a city and in a, in, in, in a state, we don't focus where our voice can be heard by the president faster in a volume. That's all I'm saying. It will get there quicker. If you vote the right people into your local positions, local seats, absolutely, local judges, that's all I'm saying. And that's absolutely, of course. And, and 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 all I'm saying is that we we're so busy, we're so busy judging the president. It doesn't matter if it's Trump. We judge Obama. We judge Clinton. We judge we judge every president that gets in that office. But let me tell you what we need to do. We need to judge ourselves. What are we doing to be a part of the solution versus the problem? What are we doing? Well, I can see what Black Lives Matters are doing. No justice, no peace. And they've been screaming this peace for a long time. Are we getting justice? 
we're getting changes, but it's not because you're yelling no justice, no peace. It's not that's not the reason why. It's because you're trying to stick. To, you're coming together. You've got and, and see, here's the thing, dear white people, dear black people, you ain't gonna be able to do nothing without the other one. Nothing. You're not. When we realize that, we're going to be a better country. When we realize that, we've got to help each other. That's the only way it's going to work. Holly, I promise you, there are doors that you can get in before I get in. Now, you can bring me with you, but I just can't go into some doors by myself, and I'm not oblivious to that. And I don't have a problem with that because that's called working together. That's called working smart, not hard. And that's what I'm all about. And Holly, there are doors that I can get in that you probably can't get in without me. And that's called working well, you know smart, what? not hard. This, this, this partnership, I will take you with me in any, in any door I walk through gladly, Dorothy. And I think you would do the same for me. So, you know, that's one thing that you and I can do, like what we're doing right here as an example to all the people who are listening we can walk hand in hand inside those doors and it in equality because i am your equal and you are my equal and i don't really care what anyone else thinks or says about it we're equal right and and, and see we were talking about something very important and how about we, we we're, we're just we we've got to reconnect again see every time we go back to say an important message that was important that the people need to understand that we can walk through any doors together and we don't mind and we understand our lane holly i'm not gonna try to jump in your lane i'm not because guess what you may be able to go faster than me so if you can go faster than me, let me get in, let me let you get in, in 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 the driver's seat. I don't mind. I have no problem with that. Let me sit on the bed, let me sit on the passenger side and wait my turn. Wait for Holly to say okay, Dorothy, you can go now. No problem. Yeah, it's just like you know, I I I hear different little things, uh, like with this show, of course. The reality coach, it is the reality coach's show. But guess what? Holly, I get tired of talking by myself. So if Holly got something to say and can make this show be what it needs to be, guess what the reality coach going to do? Holly, what you think? That's what I'm going to say. Holly, what you think? And if Holly wants to talk the next 20 minutes, I can sip on my tea and I can sit here and I can let her, long as she's doing what, the long as she's staying in the format of what we're trying to do, and she does, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let her do what she does. I don't own just because just because you own the car doesn't necessarily mean you always got to drive the car. It's okay to let Good somebody point. else drive the car. It's all right. And guess what? When you get yourself around the right people, you will understand that, yes, She's driving the car, but guess what? I know Holly's going to take care of my car just like she would take care of hers. That's where it comes into making sure that you have swept and cleaned out your own inside. So that way when you bring someone into your into your space, they can look and see, okay, she likes it this way, she likes it that way. She, They can see what you like because you've cleaned up your own space. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to make sure that when they come into your space, 
and you swept around your own door, they're going to make sure that they don't bring no trash to your house because they know you don't pray that kind of stuff. Not at all. Let me tell you a prime example with me and Holly. I asked Holly to do something for me, and she did it, but I felt bad because there was she had said something. She said, well, because I'd asked her to kind of just don't say nothing, don't do this, something. And she said, well, if I had known that, I wouldn't have did it in the first place. And she said, well, that bothered me because I put Holly in a position to do something for me that she wasn't comfortable with. But because she cared about me, she did it anyway. And let me tell you, you don't abuse someone coming into your house just because you know that they care for you. You don't do it. Don't take advantage of that. So guess what I did? The next day, I didn't even get good sleep. I called her immediately and said, hey, the next time I ask you to do something that you're not comfortable with doing, please let me know because I don't ever want to take advantage of allowing you into my house. And me you're so funny. you to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable you're, being in you're, my house. You're funny here. Because I, it I'm, didn't bother did me. It didn't bother me. It bothered you. And you did apologize the next day. But the only reason I said I shouldn't have done it is because I was afraid you felt bad for asking me. So we were really observing each other's feelings there, and everything's fine. You did not overstep your bounds at all. I am – but thank you for saying that. But, but you see how that works. When, because guess what? If I ever feel, I'm, I'm sure if Holly ever feels like she's made me uncomfortable, she's going to give me care enough about my house and the way I like my house to look on the inside, my feelings. And I'm, when I'm saying house and the door, I'm talking about whether it's your personality, whether it's your house per se. I'm talking about the inner being of you, when it, when your character. Your character. I'm talking about the inside of you. When I'm talking about creep around your own door, I'm talking about your character inside. That's what I'm talking about. Because we're so busy with you know, everybody else's character, we forget to look at our own. On a, on that note, there was once an old, oh, he didn't live to be very old, actually. He died on New Year's Day. Hank Williams had a song, and it was called Mind Your Own Business. And it said, if you mind your own business, then you won't be minding mine. And in the, the final uh, verse it says and if you mind your own business you'll be busy all the time so there was wisdom and some country music as well mind your own business yeah and now, now I'm not saying now, 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 now Holly let's, let's make sure that we understand because we, 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 we keep it real we keep it 100% real and this right. is tell the uh, Thursday night truth time so let me tell you I'm not saying I don't need somebody to mind my business because sometimes I can get so busy that I forget that I don't I, I forget that I have some business that need to be tended to I'm just saying I want the right people to be in my house in my business knowing how I would conduct myself if I was in my normal state of mind I need people like when I lost my son I wasn't in my right mind but thank God I had people who had been inside of my house that know what kind of character I am and how I display and carry myself they were able to take the they were able to take the wheel and let me go over here and do what I needed to do find my mind because I'd almost lost it and I'm just saying that's what I'm saying you got to put people in your business that know how to conduct business sure. according to the way sure. you would and that's all I'm saying. Hey, Chris, do we have any callers on the line? Uh, uh, no, Coach. We do not have any callers right now. 
Okay, you guys, before it gets dark, I want to take a, I want, I want Chris to play uh, a song, Holly, and for those of you who are listening on, 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 who are viewing online, I'm going to walk along the beach so you can see this beautiful beach while uh, Chris plays this song because I think it's very important that we understand that we need to be delivered from ourselves so we can start sweeping around our own doors. Sweeping your own character before you try to sweep someone else's character. So, Chris, do you mind playing that song real quickly? You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality reality show, right now on TPV Radio. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration.
What's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summer's Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show, right now on TPV Radio. And I want people to know that just like the waves are blowing in that water and how quickly they can shift and change to go with the flow of things, it's like that. You know, that's what happens. But let me turn it back around. Well, now my camera won't turn around. There we go. See, it's just like the waves. When they sweep around See, they can't, they can't worry, the waves can't worry about what's going on with the next wave because guess what? Something is always pushing them, pushing them to do better, to get in the flow of things. And that's the way we as people have to do. We have to start pushing one another to get in the flow of things. We can't allow ourselves to continually think from a selfish mindset. And that's what's wrong. We're all so selfishly centered. We've got to allow God to move us in the right direction so we can all flow properly. I mean, do you see, and see, here's what happens. When you're out, when those waves start going in different directions, that's how hurricanes come. That's how you get the, the, water, um, the water spout. That's how you get so many different things going on in the water. When something gets out of order, you know it's out of order, but guess what? It can only stay out of order so long before God intervenes. So let me tell you, people, while we're sitting here bickering and fighting, after a while, God's going to say enough is enough. Something's going to change. 
And I would suggest you start working on yourself before God intervenes. Because when he intervenes, it's going to work the way he intends for it to work. And let me tell you how I know what happens when you try to ignore the will of God for your life. For many, many years, I I, I didn't want to do what I'm doing. I don't want to be talking to y'all. Not about my personal business. Not about my life. But guess what? The beautiful thing is I have discovered that the best way that I could heal was by sweeping and opening up the doors and let people in my house so I could get help with my house. Now, did y'all hear that? I had to let people in my house in order to get help with my house, meaning I was a broken mess. I was all over the place. I was carrying around weight that was so heavy, burdened down, like with a backpack full of pain, full of hurt, full full of confusion, full of all of this stuff going on. But it wasn't until I opened up my heart, which is my door, and let people in to understand what I was going through, did I see that there was a reason for all of this that I'm going through. There was a reason because there's someone who needs to hear how God can bring you through. There was an old song, How I Got Over. My soul looks back and wonder how I got over. I know how I got over by opening up my door and sweeping within my own house. And now I can go outside of my house and help other people. I'm so glad I can do that, y'all. I'm so glad that now y'all see this. Do y'all see how blurry this picture's gotten? Now this picture was just clipped, you see? But that's all right. We're gonna keep it moving. That's how hot it is here. I guess the steam from it being here has made okay, there we go, it's back in focus. So anyway, uh as I was saying there were people there are people who are going through something far worse than I am and far worse than you may have gone through or are going through. And when you open up your life, do you know how many people we can help? How many people know that they can survive suicide if they knew that they can see the beauty that you still possess, the warmth in your heart that you still have? Do you know how big that is? And let me tell you, although we were upset, with uh, when um, both and John was murdered by the police officer, we were upset. But do you know how many lives that judge changed? When Tammy Kemp gave that woman a Bible, do you know how many lives she changed with just that gesture, putting God first before herself? Do you know how many lives she changed? Do you know how many lies that the young man changed when he said, I don't want her to go to jail. I forgive her. We didn't understand that, but it's called putting your feelings on the back burner and allowing God to intervene. No, as humanly, we don't understand it. How are you going to forgive somebody to kill your brother and you say you don't want them to go to jail? And then the judge going to have the nerve to come off the judge to sentence you and then give you a Bible. You know, that's nothing but God. 
And when you allow God to come in and clean up your house, that means clean up peace. You allow God to come in and clean up your heart, that's when you can do that. You have swept around your own front door. Now it's okay for you to go out and tell somebody you can do this too. You can do it. God got you. You can do this. So all I'm saying is that when you have cleaned up your own life and you've allowed God to intervene, you can you can then go and help somebody. You can afford to be in somebody else's business because your house clean. You ain't got to hire nobody. You can afford to go and help somebody. Holly, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, certainly. Absolutely. And do you remember how many people criticized Judge Kemp for doing what she did? But she did that so unselfishly. So it did make a huge difference, and it make a huge made a huge statement to the world about, you know, what we talked about last week about forgiveness. Yes. And and how many, and then, you know, a lot of people thought that was going to hurt her, hurt her life. That put her at the top of her life. And let me tell you, when God asks you to do something that seems so unorthodox and seems crazy, because, you you know, when, you, when you're trying to hide your dirt and God asks you to reveal your dirt, and you thinking, oh, my God, how am I going to reveal this church to these people? Why would I do that, Lord? If you just do it, trust me, it's going to be all right. Like me, my life is an open book. Everybody know I got a bunch of stuff going on. But guess what? At the end of the day, y'all watch God. Don't watch me. Because I didn't open up my door. And you watch God come in and put what needs to be inside my house. Because he can do all things. Because I was willing to do. And when you will, God can. The Bible doesn't say he will do all things. It says he can do all things. But you have to be willing. And I'm willing to do it. I'm willing. Who would think that I would be in Miami doing COVID? But God saw fit to allow me to be here. With all of this stuff going on in my life, I have not missed one day sleep. Now, I've had some restless nights, but I ain't missed no sleep because I trust God. Because I've allowed him to take the role instead of me trying to sleep. Because I can't clean up my own door. I can't clean up my character on my own. Other people have to help me. Hey, Chris, do we have any callers on the line? Yes, Coach, we do. We do have a caller on the line. So, caller, we will only read the last four digits of your phone number. So, 5221, 5221, you are live with Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, and Miss Holly. God bless you. Well, hey, Miss Firecracker. I was wondering where you were. Good evening. I uh, was not able to get the first half of the show, and I started not to call in because I missed uh, uh, your phone's kind of uh, we can't hardly hear your phone's going in and out. Okay, I'm glad you're ready to be better. Yes, go ahead. I, I, this, 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 this,
uh, the conversation of the first show. But and I don't know what you guys discussed, but there is something that I would like to raise a a, a discussion about. Well, let me tell you what it's about. Okay. Let me tell you quickly what it's about. What it's about is when 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 we're so busy sweeping, we're talking about building your own character first. Everything is looking at you. It, I posted on. I posted during the post. Uh, I I was running out here on this beach, and God showed me a sign, a surveillance surveillance camera, and then God said, "On you." And then I posted another one, keep an eye on you. So I was like, God, we're so busy fighting and bickering, we don't even want to sweep around our own door. We want to sweep everybody else's door, meaning we want to look at everybody else's character instead of looking at ours. So that's what it's about, looking at your own character before you try to look at somebody else's character and stop judging everybody and judge yourself first. That's what it's about. But go ahead. That, that, does that help you? I figure I figured. I can't hear her. Uh oh. Uh, we can't. We can't hear you. I'm sorry. We can't hear you. Can you hear me now, Miss Firecracker? Do you have it on speaker? Do you have your phone on speaker? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Much better. Okay. I'm sorry. I am driving, so. But uh, we have so many Christians, or so-called Christians in church, and a, a tree is known by the fruit that it bears. And over the last few years, and I but I have tried to be people that gossip and judge other Christians right there in this church, gossiping on the phone and backbiting and stealing ideas and going to the pastor with See what? stuff, and that is something that you don't expect in the church. So if it's in the church, you know it's in the world. I have tried to be more private of being a, uh, a Christian that the word calls you to be. But my most concern is we as a race of black people, we have a habit of judging any and everybody. We judge other races, but we judge our own race. Oh, you're saying something so, uh, uh, Miss Firecracker, Miss 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 Firecracker. Is there any way? Is there any way that you could kind of pull over, do something? Because what you're saying is so important, and we're and it's being chopped up, diced up, but okay. it needs to be heard. Yes, because I, I mean, what, now what you just said, can you repeat that? Because I, I, I think it's very important for people to hear it. I said that we as black as black people, me, are so judgmental of our own race and so disrespectful, judgmental, and always putting each other down, our race down, and I don't really understand it. Then we judge other races and we won't judge our own race. 
you know, I, as far as like one thing that bothers me is like Black Lives Matter. Black Lives. But it doesn't matter who's taking the life, does it? A taken life is hmm. a taken life. So we judge police and we judge other people, but when we have murderers in our own neighborhood, why is it so acceptable? We have got to do something. Black is a good movement, but we need something, some kind of movement in our own community. And and you know what's so what what's so uh, Miss Firecracker? Let me tell you what you just said. We do have movement, but ain't nothing moving. So what's the point? You got movement, but ain't nothing moving. But your mouth. Right in, in our That's communities, I, I am a ex police officer, medically retired. So I have seen how it works in black neighborhoods. I, I I just studied and studied and tried to come up with something as to what can we do. And only thing that I'm coming up with is that. The police is so unfriendly in our neighborhood, and most of the time they only come to our neighborhood when they have to come and when there's a murder. So our people are, I don't know if they're afraid or they just don't want to talk to the police, but it doesn't matter if a life is taken. It doesn't matter if a white officer took it. It could be a black officer. It could be another kid. It doesn't matter. But we excuse the behavior of our own people. And that topic sweeping around your own front door, I can see where that applies to us as a race. We need to sweep around our own front door while we sweep around. And let me tell you, I did, I, I don't know if you recall this show, but I had did a show entitled um, uh, the, Color of, the, the Color of Violence. The color of silence is violence, and what I said was that when white people remain silent, murder is about to happen. When blacks remain silent, murder has already happened. And isn't that how it goes? It's ironic. It's still going that way. You're saying the same thing that I believe we've talked about in that show, where, um, Holly, I think you were on there as well. I'm not sure if you were or not, but I, I, I was saying that, when when white people can see somebody getting ready to be murdered and won't do anything, when the George Floyd situation happened, there was there were cops of a different of the same nationality or the same color, and they did nothing. Right. They sat there and let that happen. Now, when my son was murdered, there were at least thirty people around, all black. No one knew nothing, but knew everything. And then well, white people, they saw everything, but didn't know nothing. Now, now, you hear me? Everyone knew everything. Everyone knew everything but said nothing with the black people. And white people can see everything and don't say nothing. They, they don't see nothing. And that's just ridiculous. We got to stop. I don't know how we're going to fix this. I don't know what we can do. Well, Holly, do you have any suggestions? I'm sorry, what what, what you saying, uh, Firecracker? I said that I, I don't either, I don't even know where to start. But the starting is address it. 
we don't even think about it among ourselves. And we're behind it because other places, they see it. They discuss it. They talk about it. So we can't hide it. So at least we need to start openly talking about it and going into it. Somebody heard it in our neighborhood. We have got to support the police. We have got to be upset. It happens so much, it doesn't hit our door. Then we store Well, I can agree with you on that. That we we we've got to start talking about, and that's what the reality coach is all about. That's what this show is all about. We're talking about real issues in a real world, dealing with real people. We ain't talking now. If you're here to be all cute and all fancy and want to act like your life is perfect, then this ain't the show for you to be tuning into. We're trying to get some resolutions to these problems that we have. We ain't got time for all this cute stuff. I I mean, last week somebody was somebody was worried about why I'm in a car. Well, why ain't you worried about what I'm saying? And, I mean, sometimes they just was out of curiosity, and that's okay. I don't mind that. They wasn't worried about it. They were just probably curious, and I don't mean, hey, if y'all ever want to know what's going on, I'm glad you asked because I don't have a problem telling you. So I can appreciate people asking instead of assuming. They could have assumed that I would. They could have assumed anything, but they, they did have enough promises to ask. And that's another thing. We need to start asking questions. When we have a question and we want to know the answer, don't go and ask somebody else. Ask the person that you want to know the answer from. Ask that person. Don't be asking. Don't go ask Holly about Dorothy. Holly ain't said it. Dorothy said it. Go ask Dorothy. Go ask the reality coach. And if Holly says something, I need you. I need you to go ask Holly. If Miss Firecracker says something, I need you to go to Miss Firecracker. Don't come ask me. I don't know. Now I can give you my speculated opinion or my humble guess, but nine times out of ten, I'm gonna be giving some of my opinion and my guesses. So the best thing you can do is go hear from the horse's mouth. And I think that's what we need to do. We really do have to start judging our own our own community. We really do. And I'm telling you, if we will just come together and do this, when you see somebody doing wrong and you can see them doing it, say something. Don't let it happen before you say something. But nowadays, everybody's so afraid to say anything. I think we're at a point in time now that people are desperate. People are desperate for a solution. I mean, I thought that the people were going to get mad at me for uh, spanking my uh, grandson, but actually, some of the people was actually looking at me like, yes, Lord, thank you, because he was really needed. They act like they want to come join and help me. People are desperate. We're, we, we see where it's headed. We see that these children are out of control. We see the lack of discipline. We see the lack of order. We see the lack of law and order. Now people are wanting some law, some order in order for the law to be able to be respected. So, y'all, would y'all not agree? Holly, you haven't said anything. I guess we've been talking so much, you ain't got to say nothing. What do you have to say? It's it's okay. Um, I'm reading in First John right now, and I cannot wait here when Preacher gets on uh, on the show, when, when Chris talks. Because what I see, it says uh, in First John uh, chapter 3, 
verse 11. It says, this is the message you've heard from the beginning when you asked, when Dorothy, when you asked what we could do. The answer's been right there all along. It's in the scripture, and it says we should love one another. It doesn't say, you know, it doesn't say we should love our own color or we should love, you know, another color or it says we should love one another. You know, Cain murdered his own brother, and none of this is right in the eyes of God. Anyone who does not love remains in death. So the answer is, in the scripture, we must love one another. Until we do that, we're going to keep fighting, and and we're going to keep hating. And so the answer is love. The answer is Jesus Christ, and and. I'm sorry I haven't been talking a whole lot. I've really been listening to everything that you're saying and that Firecracker's saying is so true. Like I said, I can't wait to hear when, when, when Preacher talks. I love hearing him talk every week. I look forward to it. Well, he's probably bubbling over, so I might as well ask him. Chris, I know you're probably over there about to you chomping at the bitch like a horse waiting for a bit to eat on. Mr. Mister TNT, are you ready? Are you ready? Go ahead and give us some. We need some of you. Come on, come on, come on, TNT. Bring it, preacher. Bring it. Yes, yes. I've been over here listening, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you over there in Miami and getting getting all uh, uh, you know bougified and stuff. See, this, see, that's how it starts. A comment like that. That's how it starts. We, we we throw little bits out there, right? And instead of going to the source of the problem, we start something that shouldn't even be started. Instead of saying, well, Dorothy, I wish I was on the beach with you and I could feel the breeze of the ocean. We can't say that. We got to go and be like, well, oh, she thinks she all that because she's walking on the white sandy beach. and that, that. You know, see, this is the problem. This is this is not a, only a white problem. This is not only a black problem. This is we, we are the problem. That's the issue. The reason why things can't get resolved is because one, a lot of us don't know who God is. That's one. Two, we don't know how to hear the voice of God. That's two. So have that in place, especially when it comes to. Uh, the Christians, or like I like to call it, churchdom folk. So we don't get these types of disciplines because we don't learn how to genuinely desire to hear his voice. See, these are components that we need because if you learn how to hear the voice of God in your life, you wouldn't be hating on anybody else, first of all, because you're not – you're not going to even hear all the negativity that's surrounding you. You're going to always hear something that's positive. Through all the negative somebody get, gives you on a day-to-day basis, all you are listening for is that spark that you can minister to and change that person's life. Make sure there's nothing blocking your ear gate and your spirit gate so then you can stop talking all the nonsense and looking at yourself is vital. We have to look at ourselves. And again, if you want to break this down and if you missed the message um, that uh, I was blessed to be a part of, you can go to our website, the the P3 conference. I I just preached about this and we, we are so busy 
building our own empires. We're so busy trying to have a facade. We're so busy learning all the cliches so we can sound dignified and blessed, but we're not even looking in our own selves in the mirror and asking God, what is wrong with me? Is there something that you can uh, help me with, God? My tongue is a mess. I need you to straighten it with a, with a, some starch and a hot iron and go over that thing with the Holy Ghost and straighten those wrinkles right on out my tongue, God, because I can be nasty when I want to be. See, these are things that we don't want to be real with. See, that's what God works with. If you are real with it, God will work with it. I don't think they caught that, Coach. They have to be real with it for God Hmm. to work with it. So if you're not going to be real with the fact, okay, it's all right. Okay, you saved. You was on the usher board. You was on a praise team. Oh, you carried the the pastor's Bible. Okay, that's great. But then when you walk out to church, you're one of the meanest, I don't know what's in the world. That's a problem. There's a, there's an identity crisis that's happening inside of you, and you're probably one of the main hens in the coop talking all that stuff, brothers too. Y'all bumping each other's chest at the outback talking about somebody else that can't afford a $3,000 suit. Should I continue? Yeah. So here we go. This is a problem. Not only the church is supposed to be the example, the church is now the laughing stock. Why? Because all the principles mm. that was set in mm. the word 2,000 years ago, now we had to put our own spin on it, put our own mandates and our own doctrines, our own denominations, our own segregations inside the Christian community. We got the black church, the white church, the purple church, the Chinese church, all these different types of churches, and we're all supposed to be one. There you go. It started in the church. So how are we going to be an example like Dr. Martin Luther King back in the day when church was church? Now we have a church that we're, we're, we're bumping each other's chest and try to outdo and out out sing and out preach the next church down the block who's going to get the most people in my church and all this stuff so guess what all that toxic toxic waste that's coming from the pulpit is going right into your spirit and as you walk out the door you're already defeated because the word and uh, of God is just seeped out of your ear you ain't hear nothing and now you're going from Monday to Saturday, and you're dealing with the things of the of life, and you're listening to the devil talk, and you're listening to your coworkers talk, and you're listening to your neighbors talk, and you're listening to the church folks talk, and you get to the point where you're like, you know what, I might as well just join them. And that doesn't help a thing. We have to be an example. We have to know how to guess around our own front door. We need to listen to what God is saying in our own life. We need to stop being so quick to judge like they judged Paul in Acts chapter 28 verses 3 through 6. They were so quick to judge him because he went ham and cheese 
We killed the Christians. Oh, now he's a murderer. And then they're going to, now he's, now they're saying, oh, now you acting like you were God because God uh, changed your life and turned your, turned, uh, turned your name from Saul to Paul. You know how we do. Criticism, judging, backbiting, all in the body. It happened 2,000 years ago. It's not going to change now. But how we can change it is if we look in our own mirror and we change our own uh, spectrums of folks that we meet, like Dorothy and like uh, Holly, like Firecracker, like like uh, Michigan, just bringing a collective of people that you can still be able to have fun, still be straight with each other, still keep each other grounded in God, and you can laugh about stuff like that. I can laugh about eating fried chicken and 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 and, and grape juice and, and and watermelon. I can laugh about that stuff. Why? Because I know who I am in God. I don't get offended by things that are cultural. Because as you evolve in the spirit of God, He changes you anyway. You're going to be hated by your own. You're going to be called, I was called an Oreo. Yeah, because I know how to talk proper and I don't speak slang. So I was, I was uh, uh, desensitized and I was, uh, and I was uh, uh, ridiculing my own race. So I know what it's like, but I still love them anyway. Why? Because Jesus would not want me not to love them and hate on them because they're ignorant. You have to make them beyond the ignorance. You have to guide them to the truth, which if you're the walking, talking example of who Jesus Christ is in your life, they will easily flock to you because, one, you're telling it like it is, and, two, you're changing their life for the better. We can have fun with each other, yes. We can have a personality, absolutely. But when we start judging, that's a dangerous practice. The Bible strongly opposes the judging of one another. So I cannot sit here and judge Holly because Holly's doing one thing, and I can't sit here and judge Coach because Coach is on a beach uh, uh, sipping on a coconut uh, uh, water over there in Miami. I cannot do any of that because that's a dangerous place to be. It defiles and it destroys. Just look at the church. I'll wait. Just look at your society around you. It defiles and destroys. So regardless of where we go, this will never stop because the Bible said it wouldn't. But we can control it in our own areas of where we live. And we can combine our powers in the in the Holy Ghost to bring together the love and the passion of Christ. Period. So we can change the way we think. We can change the way we live if we choose to listen to the voice of God. I'm not going to try to take over this show. So I'm going to be quiet. So, Coach. Firecrackers back on, so I'm gonna put her back on. So I'm a digress. So coach Holly, I'm done. Back to you. Well, 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 well. Just as expected. 
He always drops the bomb. That is why he is who he is, and he is absolutely right. Let me tell you what, in, in, in essence, he's saying that it's so sad that the world has now converted the church. I mean, it's sad. What happened? Where's God's real people? The world was able to shut down the church, but leave the liquor store open. Help me figure that one out, somebody. I've got something. Oh, my God. You know, when my children were growing up, I used to tell them that they didn't have to make straight A's on their report card in math or English or health because those subjects might not be their best subject, but that's the one subject on their report card that I expect an A in was citizenship their behavior, because that was the one thing that they could control. They can't control if they don't have a math brain or an English mind, but they could control their behavior. And so I do believe that that's where we're going to – I really got that from Chris just then, that the best way we can help our neighbor is to do so by example. Not do as I – you know, how many times did your parents say – I say not as I do. We have to do so that other people see us. Okay, we're getting an echo from somebody. I don't know. I don't know if uh, somebody's too close to the phone. I don't know. Is, but the, echo, is the echo coming from me? Is it coming? Is it there now? No, it's not. Okay. It's not the, the echo anyway, phone. we can no longer tell our children do as I say and not as I do we have to lead by example and we have to love one another and Dorothy I think that you bringing this radio show and these topics to the forefront no matter how many listeners or how many people each of us can take it and spread that word and but best is that we can show people with our actions exactly and, 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 and trust me I'm telling you, these these topics, they are straight from the Holy Spirit. They have absolutely nothing to do with me because I'm telling you, these topics are so raw but real truth. And people nowadays want to hear raw, but they don't want the truth. Everybody wants raw. It's just like I said whenever, like with George Floyd. The first thing I saw, Holly, I promise you, I saw a police officer killing a citizen I didn't see color until the people wanted to be raw and don't want to see the truth. The truth was that, that I, mean, I didn't care. I don't. I don't care who. Let me show you. Involved. Let me let me show you how differently some sometimes that we see things. You said that you saw other white people uh, watching. I saw an Asian policeman watching him do that without stepping in. I, I saw I said, several what, different what races. What I said. What I said was Holly. Hold on. Let me correct you. What I said was okay. I saw white people, and then I changed it and said I saw all people of the same color, um, but none like me. I saw, I I saw several. I saw several different colors watching, and they were all wrong. They, were, they all let, let it happen. Not one did, person charged him. Did you see a person his, black, Holly? Holly, did you see somebody no. black standing in the ring? 
Okay, that's no, what I'm talking I about. Did right not. I didn't see no black people standing around. Okay, that's what I'm talking about right there. I don't care if they was Asian, Japanese, what I didn't see no black people standing in that circle that let that happen. But what I did see that made me mad was black folks standing around filming it so they can sit there and say, Oh, I seen it. Now that did mm-hmm. make me mad. So, yeah, they were all standing around. They may not have been a police officer with a uniform on, but they were standing there filming. So they was just as good because they were the guy. They can't talk about it. Your phone is breaking up, Dorothy. Your phone is breaking up. Okay, I think that I did not, that I, what I was saying is I didn't see any people of dark color. I saw mm-hmm. different. I saw Asian, like Holly said. I did see those nationalities there, but I didn't see anybody of dark color trying to uh, stop it from happening. But I did. I did, and what I did see the dark people doing film, so they could say I saw it. Instead, of, I need to stop it. I need to do something. Now they did try, but I, I understand why some people probably were standing around, and it's just, it was just an unfortunate situation. But Holly, you are right. You are absolutely correct. There were not just white people standing there. There were Asian. They were all that. But all I was referring to is I didn't see any black officers there. That's what I was saying. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure that I get an understanding of that, you know, people understood what I was saying. Well, I think at the end of the day, I I am here. Um, I think at the end of the day, and I know how this hurts. I do know it's a, it's a raw, it's painful, but it's, it's, we're all equal. And as much as it hurts us seeing um, a killing in our own race, we are all one people. And so we're killing ourselves. And I, I just think that the answer is just like in the scripture, we must spread the word and we must love one another and and if we can ever get that message across the racial issue won't be so painful and we can deal with with you know with the scripture i don't really know how what to you- uh to say it any different than that i'm sorry if i'm not being eloquent tonight i'm not uh it's been a very touching to subject you don't have to be you don't have to be. That's why we call the reality because we 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 not perfect. And if anybody thinks they can do it better than us, we welcome you to come on and voice your voice your voice. Give us your voice. But needless to say, how let me tell you what I think that people need to understand. What people need to understand is I've been looking at and and I keep going back to this. And anytime God has me doing something repetitively. I have to stop and I have to really examine it. And I've been watching the Roman, old Roman movies like uh, uh, right now I'm watching The Last Kingdom. And I watched uh, Spartacus. And then I watched uh, Clash of the Titans. Let me tell you something about white people in these movies. They had slaves that were white. They had, they had, they had, they, they had no preference. Long as they could be served and treat somebody like they were nothing. That's what they did. So, uh, people, when you are a mean, mean, nasty, evil, and the devil has you, you don't care who you mistreat. You just 
evil. Evil, evil, evil. You don't care. Evil has, sometimes it does have a color because some people are racially evil. But it's just not white people. It's black people, Asian. But every culture has evil in it. Every culture. But I just want people to know that, yeah, uh, we want to say we was the first. No, I believe back then they had they had white slaves too. That's all I see in these movies is how bad they treat their own people. So when you're just evil, you're evil. And that's all I'm saying. And I may not be right, but I just see evil. Evil. Anybody that would treat right. anybody inhumane like that is evil. Right. And something is I watch a lot of court TV. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of court TV, and I see um, a lot of the things that don't make the news. And sometimes I wonder why they don't make the news, because some of these stories are horrific. At the end of the day, when we get to glory, I don't think we're going to know that you were black and I was white on earth. I don't think we're going to know that when we reach our final destination in the kingdom of God. I don't think the the fact that you uh, participated on earth as a black woman and I participated on earth as a white woman, I don't think it's going to matter one bit. Um, I think that matters to us right now, but... Um, I think that what we need to realize is equality. And even though those police officers were not black, they were police officers. To me, that is that uh, almost almost a um, not a race of its own, but that that's a that's a figure of their own. I'm not I'm not sure that it. Well, I'm not going to say that because I I, I don't know. It was just it was just totally wrong, and the fact that we are divided so racially because of uh, what we see and it happens so often, it, it's just terrible. And I don't know. I think that shows like this are helping, but I sure did want to hear more of Firecracker. Did she get back on? And was she able to? Uh, can we hear what she was saying since she got cut off? I'm not sure she got back on or not. I, I, I'm not sure. But um, she was absolutely right, though, with what she was mm-hmm. saying. And and I hate that sometimes our phones get in the way of the message, mm-hmm. but that's okay. We just keep it moving anyway. Um, but right. it, is, it is sad that we have to continually discuss issues of this magnitude. But the bottom line is we can stop discussing these issues if we would learn to sweep our own hearts, sweep mm-hmm. our own character. Instead of sweeping somebody else's character and looking at somebody else's heart. What is your heart doing? Clean your own heart. And then you can get out there and mess with other people's business. And and, and again, the only way you're ever going to have a clean heart is first got to let something cleaner than you come in. And that's nothing. But for me, it's the Holy Spirit. It's God. I had to let him come in because he's the only one that could really clean up my heart the way it needs to be cleaned. And, I, and, and because I allow God, go ahead. Uh, I, I just ahead, wanted Chris. to. I just, yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to say something real quick. Um, the 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 power that movies have and what movies betray and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, even with the society and and certain shows only show you the truth, but when it's on mainstream, they only show you what they want you to see. 
a lot of the racial tension, a lot of the things going hmm. way back in Rome's time, a lot of these things are stemmed by this word, power. When people are hunger are hungry for power, they will do anything and crush anybody to get it. This is the human defect that we all have in every race. It has nothing to do with black and white. Black and white are being are being mm-hmm. highlighted because that's been the main race throughout the years that's been in main media, mainstream. That's all you see. White, black, white, black, white, black. You don't see any other race, but that's all you see. That's why there's a big wedge between white and black because that's all you see. But if you saw what goes on with every race, you'll see that every race has the same problem. When you're one, when you're in a certain race, you 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 get like for for example, uh, Asian races. Most of them are raised to be doctors, uh, high society folks, stuff like that. Then you have Hispanics. A lot of them, you know, they're blue collar, but they're gonna work and stuff like that. And then you you know, everybody has their share of folks. But the bottom line is when you become superior or become uh, beyond the norm in your own race, you get this thing called haterade because everybody doesn't want to be a blue-collar worker in any race that they're in. A lot of people would like to be successful because when you are successful, you have more power to make change. But it's what you do with the power that gives the influence. People are having power, Coach, but they don't know how to use it properly. We have folks in the church that have the power to make the change, but they rather sit back hmm. and relax in their, in their gated communities with their butlers and maids and still leeching off people that could barely make ends meet, but then when you ask them for help, they're too busy. See, this is the stuff that I'm talking about. We, we forget where we come from. And I ask God daily, I don't care how big we get, I don't care if we become a national thing or what have you. The one thing that I want to continue to keep is humility. Because, yes, we will have more power to do things, we'll have more exposure, all this stuff. That's great. But if we're not making people change the way they think, change the way they live, and actually use the tools that the Bible left for us to use, but nobody wants to pick it up or read it because we're too busy trying to be uh, the next doctor or a lawyer. We're getting all the theology, but we're not getting the fundamentals that comes right from the Word. See, I'm going to get in trouble. So we, we want to be so smart, but we don't want to apply something that was so simplistic that made Jesus Christ the most powerful being on this earth. He used something so simple that that's where his power lied. He utilized something so minute that that's where his power lies. His power was love, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't, oh, he was the son of God, so he, he got that power. His power wouldn't have been powerful if he didn't love, and he didn't care what kind of folk you were. He came to your level. If he was in the ghetto, guess what? Jesus was able to speak Ebonics. If he was in the high-class society with the dignified folk, guess what? Jesus was able to flip his script and still give them God in their own language. See, we have to understand that we have to uh, that every place that we 
dwell in, we have to be able to be relatable. We're so caught up in our own stereotypes and our own segregations that we can't blend in anywhere. So what, you're black? So what, you're white? Who cares? If you have God, it doesn't matter what color you are. You'll be able to pierce through any racial divide through the word and through love of, the, of Jesus Christ, our king, period. But we're, again, power and greed and wanting to crush us, everybody else and all this stuff. That's what's killing the church. That's what's killing people. That's what's killing this world because everybody wants to be the next big thing, but nobody wants to take responsibility on how to handle power and how to use it properly because they don't want to pick up the book and read it. See, let me stop preaching because we're running out of time. So that's my two cents. So, Coach, Holly, Firecracker, back to you. Thank okay, you, now let me, let, me just say, let me just say this. What good is power if you ain't got it plugged into the right outlet? That's right. What good is Dorothy can if you don't have it if you don't have it plugged plugged into the right outlet, you still gonna be power you may be powerful but you're powerless. See there's a difference and people don't understand that. A lot of people think that uh they're more powerful than me because they got a big listening audience. No, you power you you, you powerful but you're powerless because guess what? You ain't plugged into the right outlet because I'm plugged into God. And I know he is the rule of everything. And as long as I'm plugged into him, he can't help but make me ruler over many. And I'm not saying that that's what I'm looking for because it really don't matter. I don't care. I just enjoy sharing my truth, my story, my life. I enjoy allowing people to see the glory and the manifestation of Christ, how he can keep you as long as you open up and sweep out your own, you allow him to come in and clean you up so you'll know how to sweep out your own house. Dorothy, can I read? Can I read my little scripture? Okay. In James 1, (laughs) um, he says, love all people. He says, my dear brothers and sisters, You are believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, so don't think that some people are more important than other people. Suppose a person comes into your group. He's wearing very nice clothes and a gold ring. At the same time, a poor man comes into the group wearing old, dirty clothes. You show special attention to the man wearing the nice clothes, and you say, sit here. This is a good spot. But you say to the poor man, stand over there or sit on the floor by our feet. What are you doing? You are making some people more important than others. With evil thoughts, you are deciding which person is better. But listen, my brothers and sisters, God chose the poor people in the world to be rich with faith. He chose them to receive the kingdom of God promised to the people who love him. So show the people no But you show no respect to the poor man, and you know that the rich people are the people who always try to control your lives. One law rules over all other laws. This royal law is found in the scripture, love other people the same as you love yourself. If you obey this law, then you are doing right. 
if you but if you are treating one person like he is more important than another person, then you are sinning. The royal law proves that you are guilty of breaking God's law. Amen. Well, that's all I got. And in essence, love is the key. Love is is what will give this world the peace it needs. Loving one another as you love yourself. And until we get to that part, we're going to continually have chaos. We're going to continually have people killing each other. We're going to continually have this, this, we're going to continue to have this racial divide. And as he said, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. If you Mm -hmm. love, love. Mm -hmm. If you don't, you don't. And that's the whole thing. And and again, it's all rooted behind power. I mean, I don't understand. Look, this is what we need to do. We just need to stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. And stop making all this noise with these pots. Did y'all see? Now, see how God gave me stuff. Stop making all this noise with these pots. Such as. Saying black lives matter, all lives matter. Bag the blue, bag bag everybody. Anybody doing right, bag them. That's what I say. Anybody doing right, bag them. But I don't, I I don't know. I I I just don't know. We just, but I do know this. We need to do this right here. We need to stop, stop it, mm-hmm. and do like the last report said, one way. Oh. I sure I'm looking forward to you coming home tomorrow. Well, I can just tell you, girl, look at that. Ain't God good? Won't he do it? Stop. <laughs> One way only. And that's God's way. That's right. And if you ain't trying to do it that way, you're in the way. So what we're going to you know, do is we're going to Have you not, have you seen that you and I can see things different ways? Many, but one thing that we see the same, we interpret the scripture the same. We read the Bible the same way. We pray the same way. We interpret the scripture that God gave us the same way. We have something, we have things in common. It doesn't matter our differences, we have God in common. And we're sharing that with others. So I love you, Dorothy. I love your show. I love that uh, we get together once a week and do this. And, and I think it's a little bit at a time, one step at a time. Well, I love the fact that God is using us, and I don't care if I have to keep talking to this stop sign. I'm going to talk to the stop sign. Somebody, the stop sign going to hear me, because guess what? I only know one way only, and that's God's way. And anybody don't don't want to do it his way, I'm sorry. But it's better for me to try to do it his way than to try to do it your way. Because I am sweeping around my own door. And I hopefully can get somebody to help me clean it up. What God didn't, what God left for somebody to polish, I want you to take that pledge and polish me up and polish me right with the behold. Remember all them polish, them polishes that polish up that furniture? Behold, hold me accountable. Behold me accountable. Pledge to me. Behold me accountable. And then when you do all of that, I can get me some mop and gloves. And I can go and mop 
and glow. Not moping. Mop your own doorstep. Mop your own doorstep. That's it. That's it. That's all I need. That's all we all need. We need people in our corner that will help hold us accountable in love. And that's it. The fruit of the spirit. We need those. We need it. Okay, y'all, they shouldn't give us a ticket. Let me get off this beach. Curfew time. Oh, you be safe traveling I am. Now, see, this is what they do. See, this is called law and order. Now, we know. Now, y'all know. Uh, I'm I'm breaking the law, and now the police. You see how we get some act right when the police when the word of God comes. That's when you pick up that Bible. You ought to get some act right. But no, I'm sitting out here on this beach, and knowing that they say the curfew is at eight o'clock, the beach closed. But you see how quickly I got to moving. That's the way we need to move when the word of the Lord starts whipping us. We got to move quick. Them police and look, they coming by the by the car load. Let me get on on up here to this beach, uh, uh, to this door where I'm supposed to be, y'all. But needless to say, I get some law and order when the law comes around, and when the word starts with me, I get law and order, and that's what we need. We need to start holding each other accountable with the word of God, and it should and see how God sent them right on along, and look how He got the light on these people. They're not playing down here just on this on this trail, y'all. That's the way we need to do. Sometimes you got to get people in your life that's going to hold you accountable. That's why we have law. They hold us accountable. We know we ain't supposed to be out here on this trail running this time of night, all this stuff going on. They got somebody to hold us accountable. So you people of God, you people, yes, I use the word you people, God's people, let's start holding each other accountable. Let's sweep in each other's houses. When we think we got it clean and we see some dirt left, don't go on over there and tell them you got a little dirt left. It's all right. It's all right. Sweep around your own door before you try to sweep around others. Get your soul. Get your soul right. Find your soul. Find your soul by sweeping around your own door before you try to sweep around others. And your soul will be set free. And guess what? You can pledge to do that with me anytime. Y'all, it's been real. Thank you. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach. Live in Miami, Florida. Holly, you're here with me in spirit, firecracker, TNT. Thank you all. And all the viewers that reviewed Darnisha Ross. And hey, Ross, how's it going in, in Florida? She moved to Jacksonville. Tedra, uh, Tammy Joe, Stephanie. Oh, my goodness, there's quite a few people. Lillian, Linda Craig from Marble Falls. Well, hi there, Linda Deborah Finley. Barbara, Tanya, Vicky, and Nessa, all you guys, Laura, thank you all for tuning in. Freddie, man, I tell you, thank you so much. Pamela, I, I, I just don't know what to say. God is doing big things, you guys. And watch the, look, we getting go, uh, Chris, don't worry. It's going to be powerful because you're plugged into the right outlet. The Holy Spirit is leading you. And thank you for encouraging me to do what we do. Thank you, and God bless each and every one of you. Blessings beyond measures. Remember, let's start sweeping around all doors of our own first, and then we can sweep others. Until next Thursday, y'all be blessed beyond measures, and I am on my way back to Dallas in the morning. Be blessed, peace everyone. And love, y'all. Okay. All righty. Hey, peace and love. I love that, Holly. <laughs> You're all alone. You're all alone.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.